We begin this podcast by acknowledging Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples as the First Nations of Australia. They have never ceded sovereignty and remain strong in their enduring connection to land and culture. We acknowledge their elders past, present and emerging. This podcast is proudly supported by Drama Victoria. You're listening to The Aside, a podcast for drama teachers and students. I'm Nick Waxman, and today is an episode inspired by the document Teaching First Nations Content and Concepts in the Drama Classroom, Advice for Teachers in Victorian Schools, created by Kamara Bell-Wikes, Dr. Rachel Forges, and Danielle Haradsky. Today, we are speaking with Danielle Haradsky and Andrew Boone from Drama Victoria's Committee of Management. Both were involved in the development of this resource. This is the fourth of four episodes on this topic, and you can find a link to the resource in the episode description. Uh, and I'd like to welcome back to the podcast, Danny and Andrew. Thanks, Nick. Hello again. Hello. It's so good to have you. So much of your time. Thank you. So uh, what's our first step when looking for First Nations content for live or recorded performance? Um, I think recorded um, content will be difficult um, for you to find. As I think one thing we found through COVID is um, it's quite a difficult um, situation for theatre companies to release uh, recorded um, productions. Um, there's a whole lot of complexities around rights and um, that goes along with that. Um, so I think I talked about it earlier. It's, it's There is material out there, but it's making sure that you are finding um, officially endorsed, released um, work. Um, I've said before about just going to YouTube and finding anything you can. You can um, see underneath in the details um, who it's been published by. Um, and so making sure that whatever content you do find on the old web, that you find um, work that has that is acknowledging the presenters, the performers, um, that you know, we're paying for something that it is going to the artists. Um, and live content, um, well, I mean, we're not getting much live content at the moment, but um, when we do, I think we've seen in the last few years um, a real sort of increase in um, professional work by First Nations artists, um, which is, you know, just beautiful and fantastic and it's moving sort of outside of um, just being produ produced by Ilbidri or Bangara um, into sort of mainstream theatre. So I, I feel like over the last couple of years there has been um, material for teachers to take their students to and I think it's just about making that that decision that it's important to, to support First Nations artists so take your kids to see that that play if you can. Um, you know, if something's on the playlist that is by First Nations artists, make that choice and and get your students out to see that work. Mm. Right, and you actually, there are actually resources available, you mentioned in our previous episodes, um, to find examples of First Nations theatre and link to different theatre companies that might be producing that work or finding plays specifically. Um, there's definitely places you can go. Um, so as Andrew mentioned, uh, Ilbidri and Bangara are great places to start, but also these days MTC and Malthouse every year that they perform at least one play by First Nations playwright. Um, and it, if we want them to produce more, we need to take people to go and see it. So choose those plays. Um, 
and then also, um, yeah, keep an eye out for other. La Mama's often got stuff on Red Stitch. So there's def there's a lot of, <laughs> there's actually a lot of theatre out there that you can take up and we need to support it. So definitely keeping an eye out for that. Um, and Regional Arts Victoria are doing touring programs of um, First Nations Place as well. Yeah. Absolutely. That's de it's definitely more present. Mm. Yeah. In terms of scripts, Black Stage on Australian Plays is a great place to start. Um, and you can buy copies of the scripts, which is, as we know, a good thing to do. So what's the view on free content? First Nations artists putting their content out there for, for free on Vimeo or even on YouTube, um, you know, from their own channel or on their own website. Uh, what's the, how do we feel about you know, uh, companies that put their stuff out there for free for us to use? What should our approach be there? Yeah, well, I mean, if they're making that choice to put the work out there for free, then that's their choice. But you are acknowledging that, um, that, we're, that we're making sure that the, the artists have, have put that out there, that there is that acknowledgement that it hasn't been stolen. <laughs> yeah. want to put a word. Um, and maybe be careful. They're probably better to buy it just in case or go after content that is available for purchase. Yeah, we're absolutely wherever possible. But um, but if they have made it free available, then then that's that's great. You know, uh, one problem with schools is is budget <laughs> restrictions and limitations. Some schools, um, you know, some drama departments don't have a lot of money to to work with. Um, so if you can find accessible free content that has been produced and released by the First Nations artists, then um, then that's wonderful. If you can yeah. support if you can support live work by taking your students to it, then that's wonderful. The, the more you can do, the better. I think there's a, there's a thing called the four R's that's sometimes talked about in Indigenous education um, that are really good values to have. So they're respect, relevance, reciprocity and responsibility. Um, and they kind of come under the umbrella of a fifth R, which is relationships. So if you are using, if, if a First Nations artist puts their work up for free, that's a beautiful gift that you, they're giving you. How can you reciprocate that gift? How can you show, show respect for it? How can you use it responsibly? Um, how can you make sure it's relevant to your students? So, so it, if you're working in this space, it shouldn't just benefit you and your students. The benefit should go two ways. Um, and that can be through paying for copyright or it might be through the, the artists might have other ways that they'd like to be supported. Uh, if they're putting that content out there for free, they might have a um, way you can donate to them. They might have a specific cause they want you to support, but listening to them, finding out why they're putting it out there for free, what are they hoping to achieve and respecting that aim. Right. So we have to do our, our, our proper research. <laughs> yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do we agree that avoiding exploring this content out of fear is worse than making a mistake? Yes, yeah. I think we do. <laughs> is that a strong yes from everyone? Yes. We've, and, we've made mistakes. We've made so many yeah. mistakes. Absolutely. I've certainly made mistakes. Uh, and what can teachers do to become more confident in this space? Do it. <laughs> read this document. Yeah, if we've learned anything from these four episodes, read this document. <laughs> But, but also more, more seriously, like there's so many people out there you can f follow on social media. There's so many 
first, first, and I, I, as I'm as here as a non-Indigenous voice, there's so many First Nations voices leading in this space. Um, surround yourself by those voices and you'll go on a pretty amazing learning journey. Yeah, the only way to become more confident in this space is to, is to start doing it. Um, and, you know, I've heard teachers say, oh, I don't want to be tokenistic. And, uh, but, well, maybe you will be the first time. But as a good teacher, with all of our practice, don't we reflect on what we do? Don't we finish a lesson and go, oh, geez, I didn't really get that one quite right. How am I going to try that differently next time? Um, we evolve and we learn and we reflect. Um, so the only way to get confident is to, is to start. Maybe it's a small step. Maybe it's a single lesson. Maybe it's, um, you know, then developing a unit. Um, maybe it's only looking at a scene from a play as a comparison to another scene from a, another play. Um, you know, maybe your first time you don't go into a full production of, um, of um, Black Medea, right? So if you're, if you're feeling, if you're lacking confidence, start small, um, refer to the document at all stages um, <laughs> and, and work through that fear. Solid advice. <laughs> so, thank you very much for your time, Andrew and Danny. That is all for this episode of The Aside. That is the fourth and final episode in this series. Go back and listen to any episode that you missed. If you are trying to find a link to this resource, one can be found in the description of this episode. If you have a question or you would like to suggest a topic for a future episode, do not hesitate to contact us at asidepodcast at outlook.com. We answer a number of emails each week and will happily answer yours. There are a load of episodes in the bank, so feel free to go through those and find one that piques your interest. Thank you to Eltham College for letting us record here, to Aaron Searle for providing the music, to Drama Victoria for their ongoing support, and of course, thank you for listening. <laughs>